we went from being on the second page of Google to around fourth. Welcome to the Content Maximizer Podcast, where we share ideas, tools, and interviews to help you maximize from the internet so you can get more sales, increase customer loyalty, and accelerate your market authority. And now, here's your host, Lisa Cho. Hi, this is Lisa Cho, founder of Content Maximizer. Today, we're interviewing Tom Galaski, Business Development Manager of Partner IT. Partner IT is located in both Sydney and Wollongong, and they provide IT support to clients all around Australia and internationally. Being in business for over nine years, they started implementing a digital marketing strategy just over a year ago. Over this time, they found that their authority has increased in the eyes of their prospects. But more importantly, they're getting more qualified inquiries online and the clients are buying more based on the content that they're creating. So now, let's jump straight into this interview as Tom shares his journey on content marketing. Hey, Tom. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. Thanks for being on the podcast. That's fine. My absolute pleasure. I am very excited about this podcast. Really? Yes, because you actually apply what we talk about in um, in Content Maximizer and I see that you are doing it uh, in your business. So I just, I'm really excited to get you to share with our audience what you're doing. Yeah, happy to. Cool, awesome. So so maybe we can start with, you know, you, you telling us more about, you know, your business. Um, what type of business do you have? Um, how long have you had it for, etc.? Okay, well, the business is called Partner IT. Uh-huh. We've been around for coming on nine years now. We oh, have wow. uh, 14 staff. Mm-hmm. Essentially, we're, we're an IT company. Now, my elevator pitch, if you like, is, you know when you come to work in the morning and you turn your computer and it doesn't turn on? Mm-hmm. Well, it's our job to make sure that it does and it works. It's, uh. We do everything from servers and networking and infrastructure and then obviously the support that goes along to, to the back end of that. So, realistically, we're a traditional, what we would call a brick-and-mortar business. Mm-hmm. And we do IT stuff. Nice. So uh, would your clients be like all around Australia or are they like local in New South Wales? Um, how do you know, where, where, what is the spread of your clients? Okay, well, we are based in, in New South Wales. So down here in, the, in Wollongong or part of the Illawarra is, is where our main focus is. We uh-huh. do have a, um, a presence in Sydney, meaning we have engineers that work out of, out of Sydney. Okay. But what we find, I mean, we've got clients all around Australia. We've got clients in Tas- Tasmania, New Zealand. We also have a couple that we do some offshore stuff with. So we've got a few clients that, well, we've done stuff in South America. We've done stuff for Fiji. But the majority is, is pretty close to home being in, in Sydney. Wow. Okay, cool. Well, I guess when it comes to IT, you know, you can support clients that is beyond local because now you can just hook up everything or most things over the internet, isn't it? That's right, absolutely. Technology has come such a long way and internet is slowly catching up in Australia, getting faster and uh, we're not going to talk about NBN but internet's, <laughs> internet's getting better with the 4G <clears throat> network and support and what we also do do find is a lot of our customers that we target have more than one office so they mm. may have a head office in Sydney but have satellites in you know Western Australia and, and things like that so we can support all that with Mm-hmm. With a couple of clicks of the mouse, really. Awesome. So, so tell us, you know, you've been in business for nine years. Um, so what type of marketing did you do before going digital? All right. Well, 
Not much at all. Actually, <laughs> we, to be all honest, we, we did try back in the day what we call the shotgun approach where we just will try anything um, from local paper to you know, local directories to the local business chamber. We tried sponsoring golf events and really we just mm-hmm. got no traction. So our growth and our marketing has always really we've been relying on organic growth. Mm-hmm. It's worked for us over yes. the last eight, nine years. But this year is was the year for us to really step up and really focus on the marketing. I started doing the marketing last year really. Mm-hmm. I'm not a quite marks a marketer but I enjoy doing it. So I think because I am passionate about it, 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 it comes out in what we do and it's a bit of fun as well. Sure. So tell me more about the, um, the online side of marketing. How you said you started doing it last year. Um, tell me more about that. Well, the first thing that we did and probably one of our big, biggest mistakes and small business share is we had to revamp our website. It was a, you know, it was a little bit stale. It was a few years old. Mm-hmm. It didn't talk too much about you know, where the industry was headed in regard to IT and stuff. So the first thing we did was re- rebuilt the website. Oh, wow. And okay. That's great. But then where to from there? So then I started what you would class as content marketing. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that we did was we started um, producing, well, I started producing videos. I tried to do them weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. The bare minimum. So that was talking, uh, I, I call it information marketing. So it was talking about what's new in our industry, mm-hmm. maybe what new gizmos and gadgets are out. Um, we talk a little bit about what things to look out for, if there's any vulnerabilities or any security threats that our customers needed to be aware of. And we just did it as like a broadcast. So I'd shoot the video, I'd edit it, and we'd shoot it out to our list and say, hey guys, just so you know, this is what happened in Twitter this week. You know, 250,000 and our accounts got hacked or whatever it might be. Make sure you change your password or whatever mm. the context is for that. Or there's a new virus outbreak because our customers are business we don't do consumer work so it's a business to business message so we want to make sure that our customers are aware of hey there's a big outage in the area for this reason or you know make sure you're wary of this type of spam email that's coming through at the moment etc great now i'm going to put you on hold on the content marketing for a minute because i think a lot of businesses will relate to what you talk about in terms of um revamping the websites Right, because like a lot of business have a website, but they've got like a pretty brochure type of of website might not generate a lot of leads. So, can you maybe share with us um, what was missing from your old site, and what are the new changes that you have implemented in your new site? Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, let's start at the beginning. So, the biggest thing was, and let's let's put this into the context for the listeners, is that just by having a website is not enough. Mm. Now, the first problem that we had was our website is, was not optimized and there I use terms like SEO and, and keyword and search terms and the website was all about us. Mm-hmm. It's not about us. It's about the customer and the consumer. So we revamped some of the copy on the site to reflect more to our target audience. Mm-hmm. We also put a traditional call to action which was subscribe to our newsletter mm-hmm. so we can keep them up to date with everything that's new. Mm-hmm. Just those small changes, just by rebuilding the website, we yep. went from being on the second page of Google to around fourth wow. for a couple of our keyword terms. And I honestly, we have done no Google AdWords or any marketing to even try and escalate that. Nice. It was simply just by moving to a WordPress platform, by putting in some of the the conversational key terms on the site and pages. And it's not a big site. There's only half a dozen pages. Right. Um, which wow. I just keep it short and simple. And 
literally within, I'd say within the first four weeks, I just did a search for key terms. I'm not talking about our business name, Partner IT. Yes. It was things like, you know, IT support in our local area and a couple of, uh, of the geographical locations and all of a sudden we're in the top between one and four positions. Wow. That's huge. That can make a huge impact between the phone not ringing and the phone ringing or yeah. inquiries coming through. Absolutely. Yeah, so so that's awesome. So, okay, so once you have moved the site, like you said, it doesn't stop there. Where do you go from there? So you started going down the um, the content marketing route. So why did you do videos? Because a lot of people, you know, they just blog, they type. Um, what what made you you know decide to go down the video path? Well, for me, it it was it wasn't just necessarily about the videos. How I could leverage the video. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not Mr. Let's Get in Front of a Camera. I'm not really out outspoken <laughs> like that. But I literally woke up one day and went, you know what, I've got to do this. So I set up my um, my digital camera. I shot some videos. The whole idea of me doing that so I could repurpose it. So the way that business customers consume information can be one of three things, whether it's video, whether it's audio, or they like to read it. So the goal for me was shoot the video, which mm-hmm. takes care of the people that like to watch. Mm-hmm. Strip out the audio, mm-hmm. which in theory was actually going to become a podcast. That was one of the things that I did eMark at one point. Mm-hmm. So the audio element for those people that want to listen mm-hmm. and then get that transcribed to a PDF so people that did want to write, uh, write down or, or read, read that content, they could. So that spin-off from all that is that now we've got three different targets mm-hmm. in regards to video, audio and paper. And then obviously with, with Google being Google, um, having that on our website does help us for search engine rankings and keywords and terms because the the, the text inside that PDF does get indexed by Google. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you. I mean, I totally understand. You know what what you're talking about here, and we practice the same here at Content Maximizer. Um, how did you plan what content to create for um, you know for for your ongoing content creation? Great question. Um, I made it all up. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. So there was, there was, I almost tried to put a structure around it. So I wanted to basically break, break it up into categories of things like how to. So motivator for us was actually talking to my customers. So mm. one of the really cool things that I can do is I literally walk into my help desk environment, which is a couple of rooms away from us. Yes. And I say, okay, boys, girls, what's new this week? What do we need to know about what's happening? Mm-hmm. And they say, oh, look, we've had a lot of this particular fault this week. So you know, I'll give you a quick example. One of the, the areas that we found one week was people's computers just decided to die for whatever reason. It was just one of those things that week. <laughs> right, okay. Now, in small business, mm-hmm. they have a server, they have a backup strategy, and that's all cool. Yes. But what we can't prevent are people storing things on their desktop on their local computers. Mm-hmm. So I shot a video about when's the last time you saved everything to your server. Nice. And if you have stuff that has to run on your local computer, what's your backup strategy for that? So we have a product in theory as a as a soft sell, but we have a product that can do that for them, especially critical machines. So I just basically talk to them or if there's a new virus outbreak, mm-hmm. I can go and do that. So being the world that we are now with full of so much noise, I call it noise out there. Yes. You know, we're going through the latest, you know, IT information and small business websites and the whole idea of me shooting a small video, usually I try to keep it under three minutes. Yep is to cut all that noise out and just break down to what's important for our customers, which are business customers. Yeah, and what I love about what you just shared is <clears throat> you provided a um, an educational piece of content, but then from that content, you provided a solution, right, which like you, you put in inverted commas soft sell, but I guess yes. that's what business is, um, but you provided education and then you provided a solution. So when people heard 
uh, listen, listen to that video or audio and they go, hey, this is relevant to me, the natural next step will be for them to look for a solution. So you include it as part of that video or the content, you actually provide a solution. Go, hey, at Partner IT, we do this. So if we, if you want us to help, help you, you know, just give us a call. Um, I think that is brilliant. You're really helping your clients to save time. Agreed. I call it, I mean, I mean, one of my goals with all this is, is to try and create a pull marketing campaign. So rather than me cold calling or pushing to customers, I want them to come to us. I know that sounds lazy, but I think that's the key in this day and age. Is so there's a mixture of how to do stuff. We have industry news updates. We do product reviews. We do application reviews. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's specifically just to, to to run run on the website. Start building up a list of these businesses, and not all of them are customers. We have people on our mailing list. Some of them are actually even our suppliers and distributors. Oh wow! That actually want to know about what's going on at the ground, you know, nice. at the ground, at the front line, and that, I think that's really really cool. Yeah. Well, I think you know what you just talk about here is what most businesses dream of: is right in the push marketing, going out there pushing things to people, is mm-hmm. to is to pull them in. So you know, having the right content, the right information for them to come to you. I'm, I'm sure every business want that, and and it sounds like for for what you're doing with content marketing is is achieving exactly that. Yeah, well, we hear it all over and over again that, you know, businesses or people do peop- uh, business with people, not yes. with businesses. They don't do businesses with a website. They do, you know, business with the people that run that website. So it's it's really important to engage the audience through whatever media is possible. Now, if it's video, we've had a few new clients come across the desk in the last few weeks and say, oh, I went on your website and I saw your video about, oh, wow, so it's that know, like and trust. So if we can get yep. people to know who we are, like what we do, mm-hmm. build up a bit of a trust. It gives us an advantage over the next guy knocking at the door, who's you know ten bucks an hour cheaper. Yes, totally. And and I had the same thing that happened to me. We actually got a, a client from uh, from Shanghai in China, and how they found us is through the the videos that we produce on on mobile app. And the inquiry came through, and as part of the conversation, um, this marketing manager said, um, "She goes, I got a question for you." I go, "Yep." She goes. The videos that I've been watching, is that you? <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, I said, yes. And she goes, oh, wow. And right away, you know, the, the connection is there. You know, you, you know, they've kind of built a relationship with you without you being there, which is great. Well, I mean, that's another added advantage. I'll give you away a couple of little secrets now. But mm-hmm. so what we did was, I mean, yes, I've shot some videos and we've done all that and that's cool. So we just redid our business cards at the end of the year and what we did was we established a QR code. And I don't know how far you want to break that down, but yep. essentially our, our business cards have a QR code. So now when I do hand a, a new prospect or a new person my business card, mm-hmm. they can scan that QR code. And yes, they'll see a nice video of me talking about, you know, about what we do and nice. stuff. But it's different than just another piece of paper when you go to a, a conference or a seminar or whatever it might be. It's it's that point of difference. And that's, again, having a unique selling proposition and making you stand out in the crowd was why I started down this path because, you know what, none of my competition are doing it. Yes, because the, the reality is to do content marketing, it does require planning. It requires time. Um, and a lot of business have this mindset that they're too busy for it. Uh, but they re- when they realize the, the power this has, then you, it's definitely something you want to, you know, put time aside and invest time and energy towards that. I'm glad you brought that point up, Lisa, because this is a big problem with small business. We're so busy, and I put myself in that camp, doing what we do best. 
it doesn't mean not only time, but who, how do I get in front of a camera? How do I record this? How do I put it up to YouTube? How do I upload it to a website? There are so many areas that it just makes the barrier to entry too hard. And this is the way where you guys step in mm-hmm. um, and this is what you do as a business. You can help people with the content, help with the production, help with the uploading and all that technical stuff. So me, as an IT geek, I can just do what I do best, which is make, you know, do computers, do proposals, do whatever I need to, or see customers. Uh huh. Yeah. So I was going to say that's where you, where your business is at content maximum. This is what you do. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> and and it's true. And one of the feedback, actually, one of the most frequent feedback that we get from our clients, is um, you know, how easy it is. And when when you know what you're doing, when you have got the system. And the structure in place, then it can, it can be relatively s- simple. You know, it doesn't have to be hard, but the payoff is definitely there. So now I'm going to ask you, and I'm sure you've touched on this already. So you know, in terms of the objective that you had when you decided to go down the content marketing path, um, what were the top three objectives for you? Top three. Wow. Well, first of all, I wanted to get on YouTube so my kids thought I was famous. So I've achieved that. <laughs> Tick. Look, now the biggest thing was just to, I just wanted to start. Mm-hmm. One thing is small business. We sit here and me being male, I procrastinate and you think and you overanalyze. So really I wanted to establish some authority. That's mm-hmm. probably the big thing. So if people come to, along to our website or get hold of my business card or get a referral from someone, they can know who we are. So it's that no like and trust f- facility that I wanted to try and make really simple. Nice. Mm-hmm. I suppose so the build authority. Yes. The second thing was to try and establish a pull marketing. So one thing we sort of, well, we haven't actually touched on yet, but the whole idea of me you know, building the content and giving away that information, that's obviously all free, mm-hmm. is to start building up our list where we can broadcast that out to people, whether it's updates or what's new. Now, what we did last year was we invited everybody on our list to a webinar. So that webinar nice. allowed us to get one-on-one with the audience, which were business customers, Mm -hmm. and actually talk about the same thing but at a much sort of deeper level Mm -hmm. where we did, you know, app reviews, products of the month, what's coming out in the industry. And that webinar, it was what I call a no-pitch webinar. We weren't there to to sell anything. We had no prices published about anything. We're just talking about new products. Hey, bang, 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 this is what's coming on. We turned that into a lot of sales without doing anything. So... That type, nice. I call that pull. I call it soft sell. I'm not sure how you want to classify it, but it was there was no pitching involved. Uh-huh. But it worked so so well for us. It was excellent. Fantastic. Yeah, web- webinar is great because see video like you will like I wouldn't. I recommend my clients to do videos under three minutes because yes. people's attention span are very short. However, when someone goes to a webinar, they have actually scheduled time for it. So therefore, you can provide a lot more value, a lot more. Uh, content because you can do half an hour webinar, one hour webinar um, because it's something that people have planned already. So you, you can definitely provide a lot more value. And like you said, after the webinar, you know, it, it created a lot of business for you guys because, you, because you provided so much value. Yeah, and it was unintentional. It really was. We had no idea. We were just talking about some new types of tablet computers and I think we sold seven or eight units. Um, <laughs> nice. And that were $3,000 a hit. That weren't Again, there was no prices published. We just went, hey, this is the model, this is the brand. We gave away all the intellectual property on the unit. Mm-hmm. And literally after the call, yeah, people were ordering them. So it was cool. And then, like we were so engaged with our audience. We, we allocated 45 minutes. We thought we'll do 30 minutes of talking, another 15 minutes of Q&A. Mm-hmm. We went for almost an hour and a half. Oh, my gosh. So they must have loved it. 
They absolutely loved it. We only the only time we had we had two people drop off at the end of the call because they had to go to our next appointment. Uh. But the people were engaged. Ninety eight percent of the audience were engaged all the way through to the full you know hour and a half or hour and twenty seven minutes, whatever it was. Sweet. You know when you think about it, like I came from a um, a corporate sales background, working with a large software company, and you know looking back, all the presentation that I did with clients, you know I'm there. I'm you know, with my pre-sales guys, and we talk about, you know, the the software or the solution and, and you take them through it. And there's no difference to having that done through a webinar or a video and it's recorded. And once it's recorded, it can be used over and over and over again, right? So that can save so much time in the sales process when, um, when you're sharing information on your product or your service to your prospect. I couldn't agree more. We, I mean, we were starting to build up a bit of a library of videos. Nice. And hand on heart, I have I've been really slack of late, especially this year. I'm uh-huh. um, trying to get more content up. I've actually got four or five that have been uh, recorded, but I haven't produced to upload yet. Being that you know got caught up in the doing rather than working <laughs> on the business. Yes. Um. But yeah, we have a video library, and I've had a few times where people have asked a question. So hold on, I've got a video on that, and then we just simply send them a link to the website. Yep. Brilliant. And I've even started introducing our help desk guys. Like the common thing about you know how to make maybe make a, a change on your signature in your email, or you know how to add a favorite or something. Something really that we will class as simple, but for you know and a user that doesn't know how to do that, we can shoot a video, put it into our library, and just send them a link to it. Yes, and it will and it definitely save time for uh, for your help desk guys as well. Absolutely. Again, you're not reinventing the wheel. So if you you know they get that common element over and over, why would you not? You know, shoot a little Jing video or something that's, you know, it's free. You can do up to five minutes. You can do it on your desktop, make it into a little video and just go. Nice. So now, Tom, I want to ask you, like you, you've deal with many businesses, right? So so what are the, the common mistakes that you see businesses make when it comes to the digital space? I think that misconception of if we've got a website, you know, if we build it, people will come. I think that's a really big misconception. Mm-hmm. So having just a website is one thing but it's all the rest of the stuff that goes around it so you know SEO article marketing you know whether it's videos whatever it might be if you don't drive traffic to it how are they going to do it and i think the message well, it's a very broad question and i'm just trying to understand you know with your listener audience i think the the biggest thing is that i've got here that i find is yeah just no website and they just don't do anything with it or they've got a website and it was built in 1922 <laughs> You know, it's not it's not optimized at all. It Google comes in black and white. <laughs> right, we've got color, but you know, I'm talking. You, know, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. You see those websites where it's got the copyright and it's 2003. Oh gosh! And technology, the web, it's so interactive. It, it's just evolved so much in the last 10 years. Yes. I suppose the second thing is is not going where your audience is. Now um, we do business to business, so. Yes, we have a Facebook profile, but that's not where our audience is. You know, mm. our audience is things on, on LinkedIn, um, not so much in Australia, but, you know, Twitter's the, probably the second there because you know, it's more of a business corporate thing, I'd say. But you know, there's no point in spending hours and hours a day on Facebook when your audience is not on Facebook. Yeah, spot on. And, and, and we see that very common as well, like where our client has a website and they go, the phone's not ringing. Well, you, you need to drive traffic to it. You know, yeah, and, and you need to put valuable information to engage your your uh, your prospects. Otherwise, you know, if we take your logo out, 
and put someone else's logo on it, there's no difference. So you you really need to differentiate yourself from from your competitor. And how you do it is through information, um, your personality or your business's personality. Um, at the end of the day, even though it's B two B, it's still people to people. Exactly. That's where the that emotional journey you know comes to fruition. That if you want people to call you. Why is your web? Sorry, why is your phone number not on the homepage of your website? Mm, and that they I need to click on contact us. That's before, right. <laughs> before you find it at the bottom right corner or something. That's right. And you've got to scroll through some Google Map that's old that doesn't work with a broken link, and it's just it's not right. If you, if your goal of your website is to get the phone to ring, then put the phone number on the homepage. Top right hand corner is the key hotspot. That's where the people read from left to right. The hotspot of your computer screen is the top right-hand corner, and that's exactly where your phone number should be in big, bold lettering. Exactly. Hey, I, w- I want to ask you, and you, you touch on this um, just then, with the, con- with the videos that you create, once you have created them, where do you push them out? Okay, so at the moment, I'm leveraging YouTube. Okay. So we, ha- we have a YouTube channel. One, it's free, which is mm. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very easy to upload. It's yes. very easy to link inside the WordPress site. Yes. And then obviously the added benefits are all the analytics and the statistics, statistics that come out of Google mm-hmm. that tell you, you know, who's watched it, how many times they've seen it, etc. Yep. And yep. it makes it it's compatible with everything. Like if you were on a mobile device, and I was going to talk about mobile as well because that's uh-huh. another big thing yes. with web and presence because that's different to having a website. But it, it's just compatible. So if they're on an iPad, if they're on a, an Android device, if they're on a PC or a Mac, they can still you know, access that content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. So your main place where you push it out is through YouTube yes. as well as on your website. Yeah. So I've got the video uh, on YouTube, uploaded to YouTube, then I embed that video onto my website. So nice. the added benefit there is, besides the compatibility what I just talked about, is that um, it's using all of YouTube's bandwidth and all your their servers instead of using my hosting package you know, mm-hmm. services. So I don't have to have the best hosting on the planet to still facilitate a, a video on the website. Fantastic, cool. So, Tom, I'm going to um, wrap up with the last question. So, knowing what you know and experience, um, if a business want to go down the digital and the content marketing path, uh, what recommendation or suggestion would you give them? Just start. I think the barrier to entry is everyone's so scared and it doesn't have to be video. I chose video because I just, I don't know, why not? Uh-huh. Um, but I, I think the biggest thing is, don't try and do it yourself. I mean, I come from an IT background and as you know, Lisa, I'm a bit of a geek at heart and I love playing with technology but my wife's a hairdresser. Uh-huh. Just because she's a hairdresser and knows how to cut hair doesn't mean she knows how to do content and video. So again, this is where, there I give you a plug, but that's where your business comes <laughs> into play is that the barrier to entry is to call people like yourself that can sit down or you know do a Skype call for people anywhere on the planet, talk about what the goals are of the business and then outsource it. The amount of time and money you spend, dare I say, waste trying to learn how to set up a camera or how to write good copy content, how to upload that, how to build a website, you'll save that 50,000 times over by outsourcing to professionals in the industry. Mm, thank you so much, Tom. Really appreciate your time. You've shared you know, a lot of gold, golden, golden luck nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> I like nuggets. <laughs> yes, and um, and it's really good to see that you know you are applying to your business and how other other businesses can definitely benefit from uh, from content marketing as well. So, Tom, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. My absolute pleasure, Lisa. <laughs> okay, talk to you soon. Bye. All right, cheers, mate. Bye. 
Well, I hope you enjoyed this interview with Tom from Partner IT and found a few action items that can be applied to your business. If you want to learn more about what they do, simply go to partnerit.com.au. By the way, if you found this interview useful, I would love a review on iTunes from you. Finally, if you want to start doing content marketing for your business, go to contentmaximizer.com and fill in the inquiry form and we can have a chat on how we can help you get the most out of this digital space. See you at the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Content Maximizer podcast. You can get a full transcript of this episode plus access to a lot more free online marketing tips at contentmaximizer.com. See you at the next episode.